And these leaders were saying to them in Acts 5, we, we gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name. And yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter the, and the apostle, this guy who could not stand up to a little servant girl, who would not tell a little servant girl that he was a follower of Jesus, is now in front of government authorities who are spitting mad at him and ready to take his life. And he stands up and says, we must obey God rather than men. Here it comes. Dan, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, John. So this is now 2014, which means you have to remember to take the three out of the 2013 and change it with a four. It is the 14, but although we're doing this in 13, it will be 14, and and I just add one, subtract, and divide by three. Okay. That sounds highly confusing, but we'll go with it. Um, So we're going through uh, a series right now, and we, we literally go right from Romans chapter one, verse one, right to the end of Romans. Yes. And the message, the overall kind of theme that we have is the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel is the tagline to it. Um, So in this particular message, we're going through Romans chapter 13 right now. Right. And we're we're actually continuing from last week in the message that we had, and we're going to continue next Mm -hmm. week to to finish that up. Yeah. In this particular one, we've got a tall order that I talked about before. It's it's sort of the mission impossible. We have to live in peace with everybody, which is kind of tricky. Yeah, it is. Um, now, it's interesting because you said here, Stan, um, to overcome evil, what we need to do is, you know, we need to do, we need to have good. Right. And it's interesting because when I was looking through the ways of overcoming evil that you have in here, uh, a lot of it has to do with requiring us to do something, requiring mm-hmm. us to do something, requiring us to quit keeping score, to trust in God right. with the timing, to trust the injustices to yeah. God. A lot of it has to do with our heart. Mm-hmm. on how this is going to happen. Can yeah. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's it's really difficult to get to that place where it's not about me, mm. and it's about the kingdom and what God is doing and not my personal thing. I think scorekeeping is probably, for, especially for men, I, I, as I observe life, and I'm, I'm sure there it happens on both sides, but as I observe life, men tend to be more scorekeepers than others. I mean, just, just watch <laughs> men in a game. Yeah. I mean, they're they're meticulously keeping score, and they know exactly how many mm-hmm. points are left and how many points I got. And, and have you ever heard, listen to guys talk about euchre? Like, even, even you remember the three hands ago, and yeah. you got that point, and I got, like, we're really into keeping score. And uh, I tell a story in this, in this message about a, a man that I worked for, and he kept score. And oh, yeah. any slight, anything ever done wrong to him, he, he makes it like he had a book and it's written down. And if you were a business and you did something, what he perceived to be wrong to you, he would give his 25 free advertisements for your business. And they were advertisements you really did not want uh, given for you. Yep. That's how many of us are. 
we keep score. We keep score of who did what to us. We retell the story. Um, we embellish it. We make our side look, you know, as clear as a driven snow. Yep. And um, you got to let that go. You got to put that aside and say, what is the important thing here is the kingdom. I love there's another there's another quote that's uh, much is accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit for it. Nice. And uh, and I think that's really the prime directive of the of the church because God is the one to whom all glory should go. So quick keeping score. Uh, understand the end game. It's not about my little thing right now. It's not about the thing that is that I am being frustrated by or inconvenienced by. The greater glory, the greater good is that God wants to affect the world, introduce Jesus to a lost and dying world mm. that men and women would have changed lives. And if I can get the end game, have you ever, ever played... Um, especially, I've, I've I've done this with younger, about probably age ten or twelve. They're, they're always changing the rules of the game to kind of fit their yeah. where they're at in the game and what's going to benefit them most. Uh, if I can get the end game, if I can understand where where is life going, is really life about what I own? Is it about the things I've accumulated? Is it about the job I have? Is it about so many? Christians are so centered on finances and gaining financial independence and a, and a financial future. It, it's like you'd think everything was tied up in, in me providing for myself. And where Scripture is very clear, it's God who provides for you. It's God who gives you your job, your mm-hmm. breath, your wisdom, the intelligence you have. Everything comes from Him. And the end game is not to accumulate things so that I won't go without when I retire. The end game is the glory of God, the kingdom, and his will being done here on this earth. Yeah, God's God's shoulders are really big and really strong to take everything that we've got. Yeah. You know, one, one, one part I like that you had right at the end here too was, you know, and again, we're talking, when, I, when we say evil— Really, what we're talking about is offenses that are done to us by other mm-hmm. people in this particular type of case. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with those offenses, if we can get past them, we can give them to God, which is which is hard. It's mm-hmm. it is a difficult mm-hmm. thing to do sometimes. Uh, but if we can get past that, and we can, what you said here at the end, which I really like, is love is the common denominator with both believers and unbelievers. If we yeah. can get to that point yeah. of having the initial common denominator, yeah. and and realizing that both people yeah. are probably coming from that, even though they have different views and opinions on yeah, it. Yeah. It's a great place to start from. I mean, Rebecca and I had this conversation the other day. We're going to draw our sound engineer in. and and But we had this conversation, and there was a response, and it's like, you know, why are they like this? Why are they doing this? Well, this shouldn't happen. And it's like they're being who they are. This yep. is who you are without Jesus. This is who you are without God's Spirit in you working. This is who you are when you don't know the end. They are behaving and acting exactly how we should expect them. That's the expected world's way of responding. Why get cranked at somebody for responding that way? We should be more into understanding, okay, here's what's going on. How can I respond? Instead of throwing gasoline on the fire, how can I bring the fire down? Yeah. 
really and end game is like you said is to be able to show them love mm-hmm. and forgiveness that we've been shown right from God well let's keep going in the message and then at the end we'll wrap things up you want to live in a way that you don't have to fear the authorities at work, the authority of government, the authority of, of people who you are to be in submission to? Do you want to live a stress-free life when you're dealing with authority? That's basically what he's saying. And again, remember, all things being equal, these aren't promises, but these are the expected outcomes. First, do what's good. Do what's agreeable. Do what's useful. Do what's upright, do what's righteous, and you will have praise. My grandfather always got these Trillium Awards. His front lawn, it it looked like a a showpiece. He had flowers over everything. People would commend him on his yard. It's just way too much work for me, John. I just think that's like, like give me some flowers I don't have to do anything with, or I don't want to hoe, and I don't want to have to fertilize. And do what's right. And authorities will commend you. That works at work. That works at school. Do what's good and you will have praise from the same, from the authorities. For, because, it, who's the it? (coughs) Excuse me. It's governments, authorities. For it, the, the government, the authority, is a minister, a servant, an attendant of God to you for good. God means authority to be useful. It's the intended purpose. It's like parents. God gave parents to care for children, to look after their needs, to raise them, to protect them, to watch over them. Do some parents not do what they should? Do some parents actually harm their children? Yes, that is not the expected place of a parent. The expection, that's the word, yeah, expectation. Expectation. Thank you, Thomas. Man, I, you ever lose a word and you can't think of what the word should be? It's, it's old eight and Hannah. Don't laugh. You're going to be old someday. Okay, that will happen to you. The expectation is, is that our parent will take care of a child. will hold them, feed them, protect them. That's what God intended. God gave parents to do what's right. Some parents don't do that. The expectation is that they will, but the the expectation of authority in our life is to do good. Does that mean that all authorities do good? No. And we're going to see down the road how we're to deal with that. You know, I don't think we really struggle with that in our culture the way that others do. The things that our government does can be aggravating, irritating. I look back to Nazi Germany. In 1931, there were 800,000 abortions committed a year in Nazi Germany, weeding out those that didn't have any, had, had any birth defects, those who came from races that they didn't want to see uh, being perpetuated. And so there was a great uh, concern about this in that when you lose 800, I mean, look at the size of Germany, very small geographic country, imagine 800, somebody said to me like, 
I, I didn't know abortion was that widespread back in the 30s. Well, in Germany it was. Himmler, who was just a, a vile, wicked a man who actually followed satanic practices was a very, it's very interesting, well, not really, to read about him. I mean, if you want a, a history and horror, uh, check out Himmler. Yes, Heinrich. And uh, they set up a, a program called uh, Leidensborn. And they took 6,000 women, and they would just come in, just like Queen Esther all over again. They would come into a village and grab every girl who was blonde-haired, blue-eyed. They even had an x-ray of their skull, and they had a specific skull type they were looking for that said, this is the master race that we want to reproduce. And in four years, those 6,000 women had 20,000 children usually with married men, usually. I mean, they were just coerced. They were just taken, and this is what's happening to you. Whether or not I'm going to go 10 miles over on the speeding is a very small thing to be compared, to be faced with. Am I going to live for God in this culture and in this kind of circumstance? I don't think we really get it. But our country has become very numb to abortion. I don't have the current stats, but they're high. As in the States, as in here. It's interesting what we take so lightly today that if Canada in the 40s was so worked up about things that were happening in Nazi Germany that, that today would just go unnoticed. And that's just the way it is. There's a numbness to evil. Authorities are not to be like that. They are to draw out what is good and what's right. They are to protect from evil, not propitiate evil. That is why God put them in place, is protection. I love Peter. Peter and the apostles were in prison right after uh, Pentecost. And these leaders were saying to them in Acts 5, we, we gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name. And yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter... The, and the apostle, this guy who could not stand up to a little servant girl, who would not tell a little servant girl that he was a follower of Jesus, is now in front of government authorities who are spitting mad at him and ready to take his life. And he stands up and says, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you had put to death by hanging him on a cross. Not cheeky, but bold. Bold. But, so one, we are to do good. What if I don't do good? If you do what is evil, if you do what is troublesome, if you do what is destructive, injurious, be afraid, be terrified. That is the response to a godly government. You do evil, you should have a bit of fear running through your four because it, the government, the authority, 
does not bear the sword, the idea of being armed to do what's right, does not bear the sword for nothing, without a purpose. There's a purpose, there's a reason governments are there, there's a reason authorities are there, the reason is, is to protect. The reason is, is to promote righteousness and to push against evil. Hi, I'm Stan, your teacher at A Word With God. I hope you've been enjoying our series in the book of Romans. And if it's kind of piqued your interest about becoming a follower of Jesus, or maybe you're just interested in checking out church another time, uh, we would invite you to join us at Evangel Community Church in Kitchener, Ontario. John, why don't you tell folks how to find us? Yeah, we're at uh, 112 Spadina Road West here in Kitchener. And we have two services on Sunday, one at 9 and one at 11.15. Love to see you come out for that. For it, the government, is a minister. It's a servant of God, an avenger, one who gives a penalty, who brings wrath, who who makes the case for, who expresses the character of God on the one who practices evil. That's what governments are to do. Therefore, because this is true, verse 5, what's true that the governments bear the sword of justice and governments are ministers of God, therefore it is necessary, it's needful to be in subjection, to come under their authority. That's why we do what we do. Not only because of wrath, not only because God punishes those who are resistant, who are not submissive to the authorities, because he just got done telling us that all authority comes from God. Even the wicked, even though they're not doing what God has told them to do, the source of authority, we are to look at it as God, unless, as Peter said, they're asking us to obey man and not God. So if all of a sudden the government said to you, Carrie, I think that uh, your mom and dad are subversive. I, here's a, a Glock. I think you should go home and blow them away. Do you blow them away or not blow them away? Not blow them away. So you just say, I, and they're gonna, they've got a gun to your head and, they're gonna, and you go, I must obey God, not man. It's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> Some people are not helpful. So Tuesdays are no, no. Okay, that some boys, boys mature at about twenty nine. Okay, it's just a few girls are listening and looking in and going, hmm. Oh my! Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not because of wrath, also, but what for conscience' sake? What's your conscience? Your conscience is the part of your soul that understands right from wrong, the part of your spirit that experiences shame. When you sin, the part that feels shame is a Holy Spirit-controlled, a Holy Spirit-governed conscience. There's part of you that knows it's not right to rebel. There's part of you that knows it's not right unless it has been burned, unless it's been calloused unless it's been what the Scripture calls seared. 
seared. Well, 4, verse 6, since. Because of this, because it's necessary to be in subjection, you also pay taxes. Okay, he's going to hit us right where in the pocket, right where it really... In fact, Benjamin Franklin says taxes are the price we pay to live in a civilized country. It's the price we pay. It's the price we pay. Four. Why do we pay taxes? Rulers are servants of God. Even when we don't like what they do with the taxes, even when we don't like some of the things that they propose, even when we pay our taxes, what Jesus say, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar, and render to God the things that are God's. Now, I don't suggest that you and I can go down to Lake Erie and catch a fish and find our tax money in the fish's mouth. Jesus did that. Be nice. But the means that God has given you, pay taxes. For rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing, to protecting people from evil. That's their God-given purpose. Does our government do it perfectly? No, they don't do it perfectly. Do they have some things to learn? Yes, they have some things to learn. But they still operate under the authority that God has given them as a government. Seven, render, surrender for your benefit to all, to, to each authority. What is due them? Tax to whom taxes do. So pay your taxes. Custom to whom custom. The idea of indirect taxes, tolls. The ideas of fees. Man, do you ever get feed to death? You go in, you've got a license to, to buy and a sticker to buy. And, and it seems like everything, there's something that needs money. Pay your taxes. Pay the customs that you have to pay. Fear to whom fear? The guy with the traffic ticket? It should be some respect, some fear there. Honor to whom honor? Respect? I hope you're not a Christian that is mouthy to police. I hope you're not a Christian that when you're pulled over um, is flippant. But I hope it's a yes sir, no sir respectful it's just like when it says when you're dealing with elders be respectful because it wouldn't be good if you why would you rile up somebody against you who's trying to protect you same thing with an officer he's there to protect you he's there to bring peace he's there to bring a, a, a sense of civil obedience and why would you rile him up that's just that's just stupidity So get along with authority. That's the first thing. Verses 8 to 10. Loving people has always been the end game. Oh, nothing to anyone. Be, be in debt to no one, verse 8, except, here's an exception, that you can be in debt in this, to love one another. It's the idea of like, I'm, I'm going to do something for Bob here, and I'm going to love you. He's going to love me back. And it's like, I can outlove you. And he goes, no, I can outlove you. And I'm like, I can outlove you. And, and we, it's just like getting this war of debt. Who's in debt to who? Who can outlove each other? That's the opposite to keeping lists that he talked about earlier. Don't keep lists of evil, but outdo each other in doing good to each other. That's going to be, what would happen in our homes if that happened? Oh, I'm going to cook dinner tonight. No, I want to cook. No, I am cooking dinner. I'm going to do that laundry. Don't you dare touch that laundry. That's my laundry to do. You're, not, you know, you're supposed to argue back. 
I just got in trouble. Just, that's not godly. <laughs> oh, man. For he who loves his neighbor, your neighbor is the person who's the same as you and the person who's totally different than you. Your neighbor means everybody. Even that police officer, even if his attitude isn't right. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled. That's the idea of a shopping list that you've got everything, John. You've got you know, the bread, the milk, the eggs, the flour, the shortening, and, and some of the stuff that you can never find. And you go like, where did they put the cornstarch? You can't find the cornstarch. I don't know where it is. It's out there somewhere in, in, in supermarket land. But you've got everything on the list. He has fulfilled the law. You've hit everything on the list. If you love your neighbor, you've hit everything on the list. For this, here's the list, here's the commandments. He's coming right out of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. And if there's any other commandment, if there's anything missed here of the 613 laws in the Old Testament, if you can think of any other way you should be loving that's not covered here, Include that in on the list. It's summed up in this saying. It's kind of right out of Leviticus 19, 18 here. You shall love. Okay, when I say you shall do something, is that a suggestion or is that a command? Okay, okay. If your father says you shall be home by 10, be home by 10. You shall love your neighbor, the person who's different from you, the person who's your best friend and the most like you, as yourself, as you would love yourself, as you would take care of yourself, as you would want to be treated. That's how you treat your neighbor. Verse 10, love does no wrong. It doesn't do what you shouldn't do. It doesn't do what's troublesome. It doesn't do what's destructive. When you're submitting to authority, you do what's right, not what when you resist, you're doing what's destructive. You're doing what's troublesome. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, because this is true, love is the fulfillment of the law. And we've been in this, we've used this before. That word, Anna, is like if I have a boat and I have a list of all the cargo that's supposed to be on what's called a manifest. And everything, every container, every box, every cow, sheep, goat, pig, Every person, if the manifest is full, everything that's on that list, everything that's said, when it's, it means they said the boat was fulfilled. The boat had its capacity of everything that was supposed to be on there. Therefore, love is the fulfillment, the capacity of the law. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us this evening. And again, we're going to continue going through this message, uh, the final part of this particular message we're going through, and continuing going through our series of the Gospel of Jesus Christ next week. We'd invite you to come out for that. And remember, don't end your day without a word with God. Here it comes, a brand new day, but I don't know what will come my way. Rise or fall, your love will see. Challenge like your word directs me to what's right and spurs me on right through the 
of new life. 